Hello, all my creepers and creepettes. Hey, guys. Welcome back for another lovely episode. Uh, I want to start off with saying a very happy Mother's Day to all of our spooky mamas out there. Hey, hey. Um, today we're talking about a mother. This one, she's probably never got a world's best mom mug. I don't think so. She, she might be a close runner-up, but she is not world's best mom. <laughs> is she a runner-up? I think she swam for second place. <laughs> <laughs> got you okay. off guard with that one. Yeah, huh? <laughs> you got me with that one. So today we are talking about La Llorona. La Llorona. You stole my joke. <laughs> I sure did. Because you got it stuck in my head. Well, it's been stuck in my head for like the past week. Well, it's fine. <laughs> wow. I see Love how you. you are. I see how you are. I'm going to steal your joke. I don't have another one. I'm going to find one and I'm going to steal it. Okay. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> you can have it. Do you want my lunch money too? Yes. Dang. Tree fitty. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so La Yorona, or also known as the Weeping Woman. She is a ghost that haunts near waterways i feel like her location is interesting because the legend is it starts in mexico Mm -hmm. but it also follows culture just a warning to keep your children away from water basically yeah and and also a tale of lovers scorned always gotta Um, make it juicy so what i found to be the um, the most original telling of the story took place in Mexico City in the colonial era so like 15 1600s okay where a indigenous woman married a spanish conquistador a wealthy a spanish wealthy conquistador yeah. they had children together and he left her for someone else so she got mad and drowned the children overall topic today guys don't be douchebags girls try not to be crazy Okay, good luck. There you go. Yeah, so she drowned the children, then realized what she had done, and then drowned herself. I feel like that would be difficult to drown yourself unless you just can't swim and you panic. True. But until modern times, most people did not know how to swim. Hmm. That was not a very common skill up until basically people had pools and stuff. Really? That's crazy. Um, Okay. Because most people didn't didn't live near water that was, like, swimmable, you know. A lot of where your settlements are, they're near the river. But a lot of times it's, like, um, smaller branches of it. Because if it's, if, the, if it's too strong, then it's not any good for the people living there. Because, they like, the current's too... Too much to utilize. Okay. So, like, most places you're going to be able to walk through it. So swimming was, was just not really common until it became a, a a leisure activity. I guess I just never thought about it that much, but that makes a lot of sense. I mean, you, you might see more swimmers around coastal areas because they'll, they're actually on boats and stuff. But, mm-hmm. yeah. Hmm. So it... In this time period, it probably wasn't very hard to drown yourself. Just get out in the water, and gravity will do it for you. Get tired. <laughs> uh-huh. 
That's so sad also. <laughs> yeah. But from from there the legend just it's it's one of those stories that um every little town claims to be the town that it happened, you know. I will say this is similar in uh, how people take it seriously as is the Wendigos and the Chupacabras and Skinwalkers. There most people would believe in it as oh, yeah. truth. Yeah. Like not not just a warning to keep your children away from water to be safe, but a lot of people really believe these and there's lots of accounts of it too. I remember far back as uh, I was in Spanish too in high school and remember learning about La Llorona. Mm-hmm. And also we live in Texas, so it's part of the culture here also. Mm-hmm. The best food. The best food. The best food. <laughs> we had it today actually. <laughs> so I, So I have a friend at work. And he was telling me a story the other day of going to being in London mm-hmm. and going and getting Mexican food. Oh. And it was not very good. <laughs> <laughs> it's like mom went up to uh, Boston for a work meeting one time and she ordered iced tea and they were like, I don't know what you're talking about. Uh-huh. And brought her hot tea with a tea bag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just difference. Yeah. So uh, we talked a little bit back in one of our very early episodes about our trip to Trinidad, yes. Colorado. That was where we got the book that haunted the, the haunted book. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. While we were there, we went on a haunted tour of the town, which Tanner uh, was creeped out the whole time. Oh, it was awful. Honestly, I am super surprised that you even went with me on it. I mean, I don't think anybody else was going to go, but I just am surprised that you went. Well, I wasn't going to like, I'm not going to let you miss out on something. You're the best. So I'll (laughs) suffer. I'll put on my big boy panties. and You do that a lot for me, actually. You're the best. (laughs) Oh, goodness. So we're on this haunted ghost tour, and it takes us through a lot of Trinidad. Like all of of Old Town. The historic district. We still happened to walk past the bookstore that early in the day we bought the haunted book from. Yes, and they mentioned, like, the store being haunted itself. Because it was an old uh, casino and hotel, and Western gangbanger outlaws used to murder each other in it and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So Trinidad became an official town in 1876, and it owes its existence to the Santa Fe Trail, which is basically... Our it, first highway system. Yeah, it was it was a highway for gold miners and um, stagecoaches and that sort of stuff. It says that the army also used it to transport supplies to different forts along the way. Yeah, there were several forts pretty like almost directly south of there. When I worked for the Quarter Horse Association, we ended up at a ranch in uh, the Raton area. Oh yeah, that was a uh, cavalry base at one point. Oh, that's cool. Well, especially with you being a history buff. And we we actually slept in the um the ranch hand houses that at one point were the the barracks. Was it creepy? Yeah. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> it was creepy and there was no air conditioner, so Oh, fantastic. Well, at least you could tell if there was any cold spots. Maybe stay away from those areas. Yeah. But that Santa Fe Trail also brought in some of these infamous characters like you were talking about in these shootouts. And it was even uh, Billy the Kid, 
Kit Carson and Doc Holliday were just a few of the ruffians that came through. Ruffians. So it wasn't... Well, And the tour guide mentioned this, too, that it really wasn't a super safe town. It was pretty rough. No, it was pretty... I mean, this is the... At, the edge of the west basically you know well and it's basically just a stop in the highway for rest and supplies Mm -hmm. so nobody's staying there they don't have any ties it's probably the last town you're gonna stop at before you go through the mountains yeah which was at the time probably pretty dangerous that makes that makes sense it's about 19 miles inside the colorado border from new mexico Mm -hmm. from new mexico yeah but like we were mentioning the water earlier, of course. Yeah, so we're on this tour, and um, they we end up going through this like warehouse district kind of. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they were warehouses at the time, but that's what the building styles looked like to me. Yeah. And they take us down to where the the river flows by. And of course, while we're on the river, they tell us the story of La Llorona. <laughs> and I'm like... Are you people dumb? (laughs) We're going to talk about this right here. Which also, some information I learned in retrospect, kind of, as to why I would think that. The panhandle is part of what is considered Neo-Appalachia. So a lot of the culture from Appalachia basically spread kind of south and west. And the the Texas panhandle is on the very edge of that. So a lot of our superstitions go back to that. And in Appalachia, you do not talk about things, especially when you're out where those things inhabit. Which is similar with Native American traditions like the Wendigo. Yeah. Skinwalkers, things like that. So here we are standing by this river, like next to a bridge. Yeah. And I I always imagined her like the troll in the three billy goats, like coming out of <laughs> from underneath the bridge, you know. Gotta pay the troll toll. Gotta pay the troll toll. And I'm like, are you people serious? <laughs> You're going to talk about this lady right here, right now. It's dark. I don't remember how late it was, but it was dark. It was, uh, yeah, like a couple of hours past sundown. Uh-huh. Yeah. And we're standing there talking about La Girona and, th- I mean... They tell us the legend and... Well, and they even said that there were accounts there of people hearing a crying woman, of Mm -hmm. course. And the rest of the tour, I'm like looking over my shoulder for this woman in white, just like sobbing. Yeah. Well, because... uh, So the area that we were in, it looks like a, a small, nice park sitting area. Nice green grass and some benches and some lampposts. But most of the river is under the highway mm-hmm. and it looks like it's under a highway it's pretty shady uh, yeah so there was that also i mean we were in a big group but maybe it was all the talk about murder that just really set that up mm, <laughs> i think it was the talk about the uh wailing ghost lady Yeah, that that put me on edge for the rest of the night for sure well it doesn't help that that house we were staying in was haunted too oh no that was we slept with the lights on that night i'm pretty sure like the big lights (laughs) not a not a side table light yeah (laughs) i think that was the closest to like my actual encounter with with la yorona yeah just being at a potential site (laughs) yeah um i wonder if they actually had 
uh, people saying that they could hear her or whatever, or if they just said that for show's sake. It could have been either way. Uh, I, I mean, the story goes all the way from Mexico through Southern California. I even was reading a story earlier about a lady talking about it in Pennsylvania. Yeah, and it, I mean, if you follow, she's not bound to one geographical spot. Mm-hmm. It's anywhere that's near water. So, especially if there's a Hispanic community, yeah, the, there's going to be a probably a story of it local, you know. And there's a lot of footage, I, I will say loosely, because you don't know if they're real or not. Mm-hmm. But there's lots of stuff. But also, if you're driving through the woods at night and you hear somebody crying they say not to stop but that is similar with all these other old folk tales too oh yeah and they all kind of sound similar yeah you hear noises don't go don't follow it out into the woods you know yeah well and it sounds so creepy so i don't know why you would follow it to begin with but i wouldn't no way nope especially if you hear your own name for sure. That. <laughs> so that's one of the things, too, is a lot of people will say that you can hear your name on the wind or it sounds like somebody's whispering your name mm-hmm. or something to get your attention. Mm-hmm. And it kind of draws you in. No, thanks. I'm out of there so fast. <laughs> Bye, Felicia. <laughs> I hope you run faster than me because whichever one of us is slower is the one that's going to get got. That's happened to me before. <laughs> we were camping in the mountain. Well, not with La Llorona, but we were camping in the mountains and we camped in tents. And so we were at the, uh, like the public outhouse that's, but it's yeah. nice. And my brother and I had gone in or we were taking turns doing our business and we were walking back to our campsite and it was daytime. Like we knew that we were safe. It was okay. And so we're just walking down the dirt road. And all of a sudden, this bear-sized man comes busting out of the <laughs> trees. Of course, growling like a bear. Um, I don't my... got to be faster than bear. I just got to be faster than you. My brother knocked me down. <laughs> he took off. He was. So... I've never seen him move that fast in my life. And I don't know. It was either my dad or my uncle that jumped out. I don't remember who it was now. But they're close to bear-sized. So... Yeah. <laughs> was sacrificed (laughs) take one for the team always (laughs) so if you remember on our wendigo episode we talked about the wendigo psychosis yes and how like the legend was affecting people Mm -hmm. and i have seen i've seen one particular case here and i i do wonder if there's a similar sort of ordeal uh in 1986 in the Houston area, a woman dr- attempted to drown her six children and six. She killed two of them. But then when questioned about it, she told them that she was La Yorona. How far does that go? Do they do a psyche vow on something like that? Or I mean, I don't know. I couldn't find any case details other than just the snippets from the article I was reading was about the La Yorona, not the case, but oh, okay. I just think it's interesting if if maybe the legend affected somebody enough to drive them crazy. Well, that kind of happened in one of the movies we just watched. Which, yeah, we found several movies about about the legend. Mm-hmm. Um, we watched two of them. 
And we did actually watch them. I remember them this time. <laughs> Except I wish I could forget that first one. Oh, the first one was the best. Only because it had Danny Trejo in it. That was it. I mean, it was fantastic. He's fantastic. And I love him. And he's good. But the others, they can go. Which that one was just called La Llorona. Mm-hmm. It was a 2022 film. So this family of three goes on a retreat, a month-long retreat to Mexico. I wouldn't say retreat. They're basically running away from their problems because they had a family tragedy. So they're yeah. spending a month in Mexico to try to buffer yeah. it out, I guess. Danny Trejo's their cab driver. <laughs> he's the best. <laughs> and the, he's taking them to the their... It's basically an Airbnb. Mm-hmm. And the host lady is like, oh, no, you didn't say you had a child. Like not the red niños. F- first, like, red flag. Not the niños. You're in a not great part of Mexico, and there are missing children posters everywhere. Yeah, and they do kind of point out the cartel is in it briefly. Mm-hmm. So whenever they see that they came with their son, she's like, dang it. <laughs> yeah. But the the acting between the mom and dad is pretty, pretty bad. It drove me crazy. I couldn't even, I couldn't even look at the screen. <laughs> I just had to, I had to draw. I couldn't do it. <laughs> and the, uh, the effects for La Llorona, I thought were pretty cheesy also. I thought they were okay. I thought it was pretty, pretty cheesy. Yeah. Um, so in this movie's version of the story... The man was having an affair, and he knocked the other woman up, and then decided to leave her for his wife. Yes. And so then she has one ch- one baby with her in the river, and it looks like she's trying to drown it, maybe? Mm-hmm. But then the man shows up and takes the baby away, and he throws a rock and hits her in the face, mm-hmm. and she... Falls into the river and drowns at that point. Mm-hmm. I won't say anything else about that part because that's pretty essential to the plot. But uh, Danny Trejo was awesome. He's like running around with a shotgun shooting this ghost. <laughs> it's fantastic. And um, yeah, it was great. That was Danny Trejo's movie. It was worth the three ninety nine we paid to rent it off of Amazon. <laughs> I don't know about that. I could not handle the... The husband and wife of current time stories, they drove me crazy. Uh, I didn't care. It was because... like, let's figure out how we can make both of these people sound as toxic as possible. The Ugh. the whole movie was just cheesy enough to be mildly entertaining, but not such a bad movie that it was boring. That's true. It It walked that line pretty well. It's because it had Danny Trejo in it. <laughs> <laughs> um, the second one we watched was called The Curse of La Llorona. I uh, really liked that and one. And it that's the, the big 2019 Warner Brothers film that was in theaters and whatnot. I really liked it. Uh, it was really good. And it's based out of the 70s. Mm-hmm. And I love any horror movie based out of around the 70s. They're just perfect. Velma was in it. Yep. The one that... Um, her name is Linda Cardellini, but she plays Velma in the live-action Scooby-Doo's, <laughs> which Scooby-Doo was on in the TV in one of the oh, scenes, yeah. and I thought that, that was, was funny. That was pretty funny. Now, this movie is 
actually part of the Conjuring universe. Yes. Um, so it, if you're going in, most people would suggest that you go in chronological timeline order, which is not release date order. So if you're familiar with those movies, you would start with The Nun, Annabelle Creation, Annabelle The Conjuring, Annabelle Comes Home, The Curse of La Llorona, The Conjuring 2, and The Conjuring The Devil Made Me Do It. And those, the first one was The Conjuring, and it was released in 2013. And the latest one was that last Conjuring movie, The Devil Made Me Do It, released in 2021. And I wouldn't say that this, like, necessarily ties into the universe story-wise. You don't have to watch the other movies. It just is a little cameo. The It's the same priest from Annabelle. They're not tied? Well, no, because the, um, what are their names? The... The, the Warrens? The Warrens. The Warrens aren't in this movie at all. Well, no, but... The, the actual Conjuring's The Warrens deal with all that other stuff directly. Yeah. This one, the only connection was the priest happened to be the same priest. Oh, that's weird. I really want to watch those movies, and I have watched, I think, the first two Conjuring's, but I don't think I've watched anything other than that, because in the, the gap of time that those movies were coming out, was when we were at our old house and we yeah. were dealing with all this crazy haunted crap happening at home. Just, <laughs> so we just didn't watch scary no. movies very much then. <laughs> I've, I've seen the first Conjuring. I think that's the only one I've seen. I like them. Well, the two that I've seen. But yeah, this movie was really good. What I learned from both movies is the way to kill La Llorona is to stab her with a crucifix. I don't know if it is always specific to the story, but in the... the no, that's just from... It happened to be the same in the movies. I haven't heard. Well, in the the Curse of La Llorona, they, he said that it had to be the fire tree. Oh, that's not the way in the Danny Trejo one. It's like well, this... No. It's like this blinged out, shiny knife crucifix it's thing. It's fantastic. Yeah. Ghost vampire. Ghost so, vampire. That's how you do it. Oh, okay. <laughs> Speaking of that, a lot of the legend for La Llorona is very similar to one of the vampires that we talked about. Oh, really? It's the, um, I forget the the creature's actual names, but it was the one-legged vampire. Not the IHOP vampire. Yeah, the IHOP vampire. Oh my gosh. It had the, (laughs) it had the same sort of origin as far as like um, something tragic happening to this woman that then gets ousted from society and not exactly the same, but similar themes in the the origin. I love how legends and folklores do that. Mm -hmm. It's so cool. So in the conjuring verse, La Llorona, the, the story is a lot more uh, in line with the actual legend Mm -hmm. than the Danny Trejo movie. She's a beautiful woman. She marries a wealthy man. They have two children. The husband gets tired of her and she finds him with a younger woman. And But he loved the son so much. So, jealousy. Mm-hmm. She drowns both of her sons. Mm-hmm. And then she drowns herself. Yep. Now, Velma, she is a social worker. Mm-hmm. And his work in this case, and um, she doesn't know, but these kids are the current targets of La Llorona. Mm-hmm. And she acts, she opens a door, not knowing that that door is what's keeping them safe, and lets the kids out. But at the same time, it lets 
at the La Llorona be able to get to them. Mm-hmm. So when they find the two kids dead, the mom then curses Velma. Mm-hmm. And they start coming after her kids. And then they got to work through all that mess. Yeah. It was good, though. It was good. It was a really good movie. I liked it. It also was worth the three ninety nine we paid to rent it. There's a bunch of movies and and other. I don't know if they're series, but for sure movies on her. Yeah, there was a bunch. Uh, those were just the more recent and highest quality production looking ones that I saw. Um, there's one on Shutter that uh, we almost watched, but we were trying to eat while we were going to watch, and it was in Spanish with subtitles, mm-hmm. and we just felt like we couldn't. Focus on focus <laughs> enough to to see what was going on, but it was it's a it's a Shutter original, and every Shutter original I've watched has been phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Like not even cheesy phenomenal. Like they're actually good movies. Like Netflix originals. Yeah. So yeah, there's there's lots of media out there if you are still interested in in the subject. Need some more. You know what I thought was strange though is in Coco. Well, we love Coco. Mm-hmm. But whenever the Mama Imelda yes. starts singing all of a sudden to get Miguel's attention, and I always thought she was saying La Llorona. I had too. But I thought that that was weird for I, kids. I had too. I was like, okay. Like, surely that's not that's not it. I don't know what she's saying. But it is. It, it is. It totally is. But I think it's more like a lullaby. I, I'm not sure because I, I, I don't really know what it what the rest of the song translates to. It's a, a 19, it was written in 1949. I well, do know that. It's, it's loosely based off of the La Llorona story. Uh-huh. But it's pretty. <laughs> Go to sleep, little child, or La Llorona is going to eat you. Those are the words. <laughs> oh, okay. Good job. <laughs> Don't listen to him. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's all I got. That's all I got. So thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you, all you mamas out there. Please don't drown your children. Oh, my gosh. Don't listen to him again. (laughs) Don't. That's not the way to earn the world's greatest mom mug. Nope. There's other ways. I'll make sure to make a note. Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) For more content, be sure you're liking our Facebook page. We're on TikTok. We're on Instagram. We have an email address. ReapersCreepers.Spooky22 at gmail.com. So shoot us an email. Uh, Thank you all again for listening. Be sure you're sharing Make sure all your friends are listening, and we will see you next time. Bye, guys.